Good morning and welcome to Mary Queen and Apostles Parish. This is MQA Sunday. My name is Stephen Antonio. I am the Director of Family Engagement. Oh, I am Margo Warren. I'm your pastoral associate. And we have our two guests here, Christine Williams and Father Murray, Father uh, Robert Murray, our pastor. Welcome. Oh, that's so formal. That's so that's fancy. That's the last time. Okay. FM okay. from now on. All right. <laughs> FM from now on. Fine. I was like, who's the new guy? And this is actually episode two of MQA Sunday, and we are going to just dive in right into our beta lesson. Oh, yeah. So here's what beta is. Um, beta is our small group process that anyone in our parish or wherever you are in the world is welcome to try you grab a friend or do it alone if you want to but it's a way to look at the upcoming sunday gospel and to just kind of you know mull it over think about it in new ways maybe if you're a lifelong catholic you've heard the readings i don't know the total of 47 times or maybe you're brand new to scripture and kind of curious and beta is a great way to just take a piece of scripture a little bit from the bible just take a look at it, see what feelings it ticks off in you, um, think it through in new ways, and uh, Beta gives you a chance to have conversations around that. We call it like a kitchen table conversation around the Sunday Gospel. So that's yes. why we have an orange here, because all kitchen tables have fake fruit. Have fake fruit. <laughs> and those who are watching online and watching with us on Sundays, comment and, and answer all these questions with us. Uh, we want this to be an interactive way, and Margo and I actually will be there chatting away uh, on Sunday. So please interact as much as possible. Yeah, please do. Please do. Uh, so every beta lesson starts with icebreakers. And, uh, oh, I should say, you can find the beta lesson on our website, mqoa.org slash Beta, B-E-T-A, you can follow along, or if you're watching this on Sunday morning, we'll post a link there so you can just click into it. Yeah, the notes, the notes on the website That's that right. you're watching it on. Yeah, so, uh, but every beta lesson starts with a little icebreaker. You know, it's designed to break the ice. Mm -hmm. So here's our <laughs> icebreaker for tonight. Tell us your name. Uh, that's an easy one. That's a gimme. Kay. Tell us your name. The last person who visited you at your house and something that you must take with you when you travel. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. My name is Steven again. My parents were the last people in my house. Okay. And all of the chargers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Phone, watch. Yeah. That I have to take okay. all of the chargers. You must be fully charged yes, at all times. At all times. Okay. All right. Do you want to go, Father sure. Robert Murray? I'm Father Robert Murray of <laughs> FM. And the last person to visit me was a parishioner from my former parish in Haverhill, Maria Hernandez, and her friend who was visiting her from Ecuador. Ooh. And the thing that I have to take with me when I go on vacation is some form of a prayer book. Oh, that's so holy. Okay. My name is Marco Warren. I'm your pastoral associate. And the last person who visited me, two people, my brother and his daughter, my niece, Bruce and Nina. And uh, something that I always take with me when I travel. I don't know if this is embarrassing, but I bring my own pillow. Am totally I the only reasonable. one that does that? Do you totally do that? reasonable. I don't know what it, it does. It's not even helpful, but I don't know. I see people all the time in airports with their own pillow. Really? Yeah, I think it's pretty normal. Actually. Oh, cool. No one likes a bad pillow. Yeah, you want to you make sure you get a, your neck is supported. Right. Yeah. It's an insurance thing. 
Good All right. Them. Last but not least. Uh, Christine Williams. And <laughs> I think the last person to visit us in our house is actually my neighbor's dog, Watson, because he just kind of comes over when he gets let out of his house to go on a walk and tries to make a beeline for ours. And he oh actually pushed the door open the other day. Um, so then probably his owner, Marcy, was quickly behind. Uh, so that was an accidental visiting. And I always have to take a sound machine with me oh, when I travel. Okay. Oh, that's good. So that is like a survival tactic between the tinnitus and noise from other hotel rooms. Okay. I want to say that just having a dog who lets themselves into my home whenever they want is basically my dream. Isn't it though? Yeah. That's yeah. that's perfect. Like the neighborhood dog comes yeah. to your yeah. house. Okay. I'm just calling him my boyfriend at this point. He comes to visit. Aww. He's so sweet. <laughs> good for you. How would uh, how would your cats feel about that? They would not like that. Not at all. But it's not staying forever. That's the thing, yeah. right? It's and, just a visitor. And dog. Watson just ignores cats. So he just oh, looks see? at them and they have an understanding and he goes the other way. Mm. So it's, see, it's going to be it's it's great all going to work out great. <laughs> now, Christine is our special guest. Father Murray is our guest, our regular guest. And Christine is our special guest yes. tonight. So we ask all our guests this question. Uh, who are you and how did you get in here? So, it, which is really a great question. Um, <laughs> I do have keys now, but no, oh. uh, who am I? So I am the director of the healing ministry here at Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish. And sometime before the evening ends, we'll mention something very special related to the healing ministry Sorry. and next week. Um, but how did I get in here? I stumbled in one random Saturday from off the street and now you can't get rid of me. All so. right. Thank you, It streets. was the greatest visitor right? coming in right. so far. All right, wait, are you trying to make a parallel from the visiting dog yes, to yes, Christine yes. just letting herself in? A visiting into dog the that never went away, which we were so happy about. Right. It's right. good. It's all good. That works. Okay. It's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we'll, we, we want to hear a little bit more about your ministry later. Perfect. And oh, I think, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think there are some really cool connections hmm. to this reading that you may, that may speak to you mm -hmm. tonight. We'll okay. see today because it's Sunday morning. So the way beta works, we start with one person reading the Sunday gospel. We take a second, just 30 seconds, a minute to just soak it in, just think about what we've heard. While you're listening to the gospel, you can ask God to help you pay attention to a particular word or image or phrase and um, or ask God to tell you what God wants you to hear or know from that gospel. So we'll hear it once. We'll take some time to kind of mull it over and then we'll hear it again in a different voice. So here's something we should have decided before we started. But who would like to read the gospel tonight, today, because it's Sunday? <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Um, I'd love to do it. Oh, great. Thanks so much. You you can do the first one. All right. We'll take a, a minute, and then would you like to sure. read the gospel? It's a happy to. Privilege and an honor, really, to read the gospel, but, <clears throat> you know. Go ahead. Ray. Go. Okay. Yeah. A reading from Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them not to take to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick, no food, no sack, no money in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals, but not a second tunic. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave from there. 
Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. So they went off and preached repentance. They drove out many demons and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. Take a minute, soak that in. Whenever you're ready. All right. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick, no food, no sack, no money in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals, but not a second tunic. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave from there. Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. So they went off and preached repentance. They drove out many demons and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. Beautiful. Now, viewer, if you want to rate who read that better, now's your chance. <laughs> Type in their name in the chat. <laughs> with a thumbs up Ouch. or a thumbs down. No, you, all, you both did beautifully. Thank you. I'm wondering, if, is there anything that just kind of struck any of you from this reading? The one uh, unclean spirits mm. just stuck out at me. Why? I think it's a weird phrase. Oh. <laughs> it's not normal. I, I don't think we call people unclean anymore. <laughs> but I don't crossed. have a negative, I don't have a negative view of it. But I just think that he's also giving them power to, mm. to get rid of unclean spirits, right? Right. So... Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. For me. You know what? That's funny because the phrase stay there until you leave from there always cracks me up. Yeah. Like, like oh, that. Okay. Consider that done. <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That one just always kind of sounds odd to me. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it means, you know, stay in that house until you leave me the area. But, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's my guess. That may be, well, maybe, I don't know. <clears throat> The, the idea of like hospitality was was a, a sacred duty in um, the time of Jesus, and so once you once you were welcomed into someone's house, you were basically um, you know a, an honored guest, and you would you could you would be the honored guest for as long as you stayed in the area. Mm. So uh, you might have to go from house to house, but that would be completely uncommon. It's once once you arrived as a stranger, um, hospitality automatically kicked into gear, and you would be fed and given a place to sleep, et cetera, mm. until, you, until, you, until leave. you leave from there. Right. That's where you stay. Mm -hmm. yeah. It makes to, perfect sense. To not show hospitality would would have been a, a, a terrible transgression. I think, yeah. and still today, right? It's a good rule. Well. At the level of you actually couldn't, and I think still, uh, aren't allowed to even ask why they're there for three days. And then you can be like, so... Oh, wait. Why are you hanging out? <laughs> wait, this is now? I think about? it actually is in, yeah, oh. like if you're going through the Middle East. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so Whoa. I can just show up at your place and be like, Margo, so great to see you. Third cousin, never actually met you before. It's a like radical oh, hospitality. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Three days, the, the three days rule. Apparently. Isn't that the saying? Fish and relatives stink after three days. Isn't that? I'm not making this up. That's not my <laughs> saying. That is indeed a saying. 
I've that never heard have, that saying. But, obvi- uh, really? It's obviously has. Is this a 1930s reference again? roots, it might okay. be. It's possible. Those who I've watched heard last it and week. you heard it, it might be vaguely Is French it Canadian. Mark Twain, possibly? It sounds kind of Twainish, right? It does sound kind of Mark Twainish. Okay. Viewer, if you know, let us know. We want to know. <laughs> Someone. And if you don't, please know. <laughs> let us know, too. Good luck. Good luck on that. Okay. Anyway, something that stood out from the reading. Anything that kind of piqued your interest from this? Always, why no second tunic? <gasps> oh, yeah. Yes. It's very specific. This is a packing list, basically. Right? Mm-hmm. Father Murray, this is not a class. You don't have to raise your hand and answer the correct question. But d- it seems like you have something to say. Well, a second tunic actually was the tunic on the outside that could also be used as a blanket. And so it kind of it connects to uh, not having uh, money and all the rest of it. Th- they were going to have to be completely dependent upon God mm. and, and the hospitality shown to them through the people whom the, to whom they were sent or whom they went to. Yeah. So that meant that you know, th- they weren't, they weren't going to sleep outside. The second tunic would allow you to do that. I read somewhere in my research on this that that he may, the author of Mark, may have been trying to um, differentiate from cynical, from cynics, uh, apostles who were going out and preaching something, cynicism, I guess. And their rule was that they could not wear shoes. So he was specific about that these apostles could wear shoes, mm-hmm. but also the cynics could carry a bag full of stuff. Because their goal was to be completely self-sufficient. And in this story, in this sort of dispatching, the disciples were meant to be, or the apostles, I guess, at this point, were meant to be uh, sufficient. Like, they needed someone else. Hmm. They needed to be reliant on someone else. Which is, I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole idea was to trust in God that he would provide, um, but... He was going to provide, he wasn't going to rip open the sky and build a tent. He was going to send us to send people, send people into their lives, the apostles' lives, the disciples' lives, to, to care for them as they were caring for others. So, uh, Yeah, it paints yeah. a very cool picture, right, of the early church, like how it all started. This is even, obviously, before Jesus died and was resurrected and sort of established the church, but it was the first missionary sending of people right Mm. and you know what i'd love (laughs) in the past couple weeks we've been looking at the gospel who are with jesus have not been shown in the best light do you remember they're all um they all have terrible faith (laughs) and jesus (laughs) is consistently exasperated by their lack of faith here them out as missionaries i love that i can this is helpful for me because <laughs> my faith as a missionary is not always 110 percent and if um if they can do it well that's good news but you're saying that if, uh, fm you're saying that they had a, had a lot of faith right with yeah. it so like how can we modernize this like packing list like don't bring a phone charger because you're gonna have <laughs> there's gonna be Leave power when you're there at home Ooh, i love this there'll be somebody else with an apple phone and you can use their charger right oh, okay okay what else because i don't have it written down <laughs> that's that's amazing but like so tunic is one night right? okay so, so well 
So mm-hmm. there'll be comfortable pillows wherever you go. Yeah, it's yes, exactly. It's believing that you'll have a place to stay, basically. Okay, so Trusting. no hotel reservations, no Airbnb. Yes, right. Okay. No food, Ooh. no snacks. No cliff bars. No anything. money. Gosh. Yeah. No Venmo. No Venmo. <laughs> no Venmo. I'll no like Airbnb. Oh, okay. Oh You're just driving randomly through the Cape until you get somewhere <laughs> that has a camping spot. <laughs> And you're doing this for three days. Uh, you're doing yes. well. There's. Uh, does he say three days? It says no. No. You just sent them out, right? In the in the reading. Oh, we got we got three days because of Christine's. Oh, there's three days until before you start to stink. Yeah. Is the. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. <gasps> wow. Mixing so. our metaphors here. Yeah. Something. Interesting, right? Yeah. Now, do you know anyone who kind of lives by these rules? Like, do you know anyone who lives that sort of? I don't know, trustingly or. There are the Franciscans of the. I, I was going to say, are we talking the uh, <laughs> Franciscans that don't even have the internet way down in Weymouth or wherever they are? They're, way they're down Lawrence, in Weymouth. In Lawrence. Tell, us, uh, tell us a little bit and about. So they're, I forget the exact title of their order, but they, um, they, they do not have money or. Um, a, an extra tunic, etc. I've been at the cathedral when I was there when they knocked on the door and said, we're hungry and uh, we need mm-hmm. to get to Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And so wow. we took them in and fed them uh-huh. and then we got them, I forget how we got them to Lawrence, but we got them to Lawrence where they were. Other times they've been at the airport. I've heard stories, I don't know if they bought the ticket or not, but they were in the airport and they got a flight to come back to wherever they were, from wherever oh, they were. somebody so. came in and took care of them yeah bought them a ticket so and uh, when you um when you go to visit them they don't have they live very very simply they sleep on the floor Mm. and they uh they go out and preach and that's and they did they don't (coughs) they don't uh they just show up and if you call them they just show up and you you don't know how they got there (laughs) okay so so to me this sounds beautiful but no thank you (laughs) is that just me (laughs) Yeah, it is part of their, I mean, thing, too, is they can only accept healthy guys. And so it is a very interesting, like, who is called to minister that way, because they have a very small website now under Cardinal Sean's Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because you will have no health care or no backup. You have no backup plan. Mm. Wow. Stephen, does this sound attractive to you? No, I don't think my faith is that strong. (laughs) (laughs) It's fair. Yeah, I have backups on backups on backups. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, n- I don't have a storm shelter, that kind of back- backup. Oh, okay. Just like You're not faith. a prepper. Yeah, yeah, not a prepper. Okay. But I think it's, I, I, there are times in my life that I've trusted God mm-hmm. wholeheartedly, and, and he has led me into great places and emotionally, but also physically too. So there is that moment, but not the sleeping on the floor or fully. I, I That's mean, too much. Yeah. yeah. But being called out to do is is what this gospel is all about right is being called out in a different way to to help people and to sure to do it right but I, for me the, the thing the, the cool thing about it is that he shared his authority and so he oh, he just, oh right because he they said unclean right he right? can oh you, mm. yeah, that's that's i think Sorry. the most powerful part of it actually that all the rest of it is is, 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 wonder, is extraordinary but i just think that the fact that Jesus would say, even though a couple of weeks ago they were like yelling at him because he wouldn't, you know, he's in the middle of a storm and they're they're going to die and right. uh, 
all the rest of it and they and the, all of it all those things and yet he still says here's my authority you mm. take it and use it yeah <gasps> that's bold and I, I feel like this is a cool tie-in to your ministry because you are you said the he, the head of healing ministry here uh, yes so one of the questions I wanted to ask is like does it healing like this happen these um, apostles uh, had power over unclean they drove out unclean spirits right mm -hmm. they also anointed people with oil and they were healed and I feel like that's not something we hear a lot about today. Right. right. Yeah. Do you, have you seen this happen? Like, is this happening? I think it does. I think it's extraordinary. I don't think that is when we do the healing service, what we see, you know, one after the next, after next of cured headaches and things like that. But it has happened even yeah, here. Sure. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. We've had right in the very beginning, we've had, uh, I remember there was a woman who had some extraordinary thing that uh, she believes absolutely was was cured by the fact that we prayed over her yeah in my past I've seen it absolutely um, I've absolutely seen it work uh, that physical healing uh, I've also seen uh, people who are kind of writhing on the ground and screaming a little bit and you know when you go and just bind a spirit and, it, and she stopped Ooh. so absolutely uh, God's grace and God's power is, is we're, we're given it at our baptism, all of us. It's you know given to us again in the uh, sacrament of confirmation, and um, I think that and some people I think are particularly touched by it. Have, have, have they have a spirit of healing. Yeah. Um, I, I, th I think probably the first thing we think of is like the Exorcist, right? The t mm -hmm. pea soup right. situation, mm -hmm. right? Um, and maybe it's surprising for people to hear that this is something that happens mm -hmm. in real life. Yeah. But I think it's also much more subtle than that. I think we... Does not... You have not seen pea soup. Have not... Se well, uh, vomit, yes. Oh. Specifically pea soup. I don't think it quite was that green, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Okay, go on. <laughs> another story for another time. But I think while that is something that we want to see and we have a lot of people come forward for because they would love the instant kind of moment from God where everything is just solved, I think more often we tend to see a very slow and a very deliberate healing where not only you have a minister with the person, but then you also see the person having to actively engage mm. to heal themselves and work yeah. towards it too. And so, you know, kind of the, which I think is more the ordinary form mm. and not as dramatic and maybe not as interesting, but I think the one that we see all the time here in the parish, whether it's people that feel like they have found their community or people that come back for reconciliation and find some kind of peace. And so it's, mm. it's a both and, um, oh. but the vomit stories are more interesting. I, <laughs> I mean, obviously. And stay tuned for our next episode right, in next the future about that. A lot oh. of vomit central stories Just coming as up. in the time of Jesus, you know, it's one of those big things like gets all the attention, but sure. it's, yeah. it's really the day-to-day -day work that, uh, mm -hmm. Of healing and self-healing, I think that that helps us. Which I'm really curious, actually, because now I'm going to throw a question out for uh, the no, uh, listeners right there. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. Taking Go over <laughs> if they have, because I'm betting some people that are listening to us right now that are part of you know our group or maybe from elsewhere have actually experienced some kind of healing. <gasps> Ooh, viewer. yes, please comment. Yeah, comment in the chat. We want to hear from you on the side. I do. Yeah. I, Christine, you brought up a. a something that we talked about last week, which was um, 
having faith mm-hmm. is can help helps heal helps the miracles happen so you're you're saying that in your experience you've seen that that like the work that the other the person has to do to heal is having more faith or moments of faith continue or does moments that make sense? of faith but also moments of repentance moments of conversion you know and so a lot of it is about faith in jesus but then a lot of it is also like self-examination and just re- what we would recognize today is just like healing work oh, wow that's cool that's just cool Con- like linking we've been talking about week. for the past couple of weeks about jesus's miracles his healing miracles and whether or not well, last week he couldn't do supposedly anything big in his hometown because the people there didn't have faith. And we, right. so it's it's funny that you mentioned this because there does seem to be some kind of a, a meeting place between God's willingness to heal and our kind of being willing to be healed or to ask or to seek, right? Yeah, I think it comes down to trusting that God can and will and wants to do it. Mm. Um but that he will do it, God will do it on God's uh, time and Ugh, in his way. That's the worst. Right. <laughs> 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 I mean, Correct. Again, maybe that's just me. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so I d- I'm now I'm curious, though, about where did this all start with you, Christine? Like where you mm, wander okay. into the church one day and suddenly you're healing people i wandered into the church one day and then i did this program called alpha and then i very distinctly remember there being this period where they were just like hey wait it was you two that were like we need some people to volunteer and i'm like i'm totally gonna do that and they were like and we need some people to cook and 15 people all took a step backwards <laughs> And I didn't get the memo, and I was like, I like to cook. I guess I'm cooking. Um, and then I started cooking in a building right across from over there. And at one point, I started praying while I cooked oh, because I love that. that just seemed like a good thing to do while I was you know, kind of working away, sort of doing my thing. And eventually, I started praying for the healing of people who had been a part of that school and a part of this parish just because there are some really difficult things in our history yeah and that kind of led to you all asking me to pray for other stuff and pray on our days away and it just kind of kept going from there oh that gives me goosebumps that's amazing and the rest was history as they say They never knew him as a as a soldier with violent with weapons and all his violent past. Oh. And so I think that um, for me, I guess all of us uh, who you know whatever our past is, you know that in many ways you just have to um, trust that God is going to um, take you forward. And I'll just preach a little bit longer and then I'll stop. <laughs> That's the truth. I think with with Paul, Saint Paul, who was a a murdering. <laughs> A murdering uh, rabbi, He's a not murdering a great guy. Uh, Pharisee, yeah, yeah, and um, you know there was uh, Moses before him, and you know there's the, the David, who was kind of a again all these great characters in the Bible who all had a past, and, and God said had them drop it in order to go forward. So. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's much. fine. No, that's fine. The question was. Did I? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, pivot. all right. Gosh. All right. Fine. I did. 
You want the whole story now? No, no, forget it. (laughs) (laughs) How about either of you? (laughs) God had to punch me in the face and wrestle that baggage away from me because I so wanted to hang on to it. It Really? Comfortable baggage. I've been around so long and been so well coordinated to my outfit. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, too have i feel like i um in my journey of being a christian to forget about being in ministry like there there have been times in my journey when i was like free of baggage and feeling great and god's been able to use me in really amazing ways and then it's almost like i pick up baggage as i I go i'm doing the opposite (laughs) of the process that i'm supposed to be taking i'm supposed to be unloading it so it's for me, my walk is is one of like picking things up and then finally letting them go and then picking something else up and needing to finally let that go, you know. Hmm. But I I have heard of uh, the Jesuit talk about this idea of being disponable, which means to be available, mm. um, which I think about a lot as a minister. I try to be ready <laughs> to move when God is going to ask me to move. But it, it's hard. You get comfortable, mm-hmm. right? I have a house now. When we bought the house, I felt some guilt because I thought, what if what if I'm going to be called out of this parish into another parish in California? I don't know. It does, does buying a house make me not disponable? You know? And what is, does God expect that of me? And I still don't know the answer to that. But, uh, you know, life happens, right? right? You can go out there kind of being like, yeah, God will feed me or something. Somebody will feed me. Mm -hmm. Um, But you get comfortable, I think. Baggage is not necessarily always like psychological trauma that's holding you back, right? It can be just something that you prefer. can just be a nice paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Or it goes great with your outfit. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you think God is calling everyone to life like this? Are we all supposed to be, you know, wearing sandals? <laughs> I don't know. Um, or are we all supposed to be like getting rid of all our stuff or traveling light? He Jesus does talk about the rich a lot, you know, and he has yeah. that line that uh, whatever it is. Something, something, something camel. Something, something can't get yeah. easier than a camel to get through the eye of a needle. There it is. Thank you. Um, you're gonna start drinking every time i I quote the bible (laughs) (laughs) you're on to her (laughs) who told you about that (laughs) but um so i I think it it is an issue but i also think that well i believe that god probably wants us to trust him more Mm. rather than just like being stupid and get rid of everything you know not really and test it yeah too so i mean i i know I try. I say that I live a simple life, but then my friends come over and they're like, "This is not simple." <laughs> but um, I think there's, for me, there's just been moments to just to say that yes and and to and to just trust. And mm-hmm. normally it falls when it's, you know, not in my timing or any of that. But it's just really nice to take that. So I think that in in different ways, right? Because God makes us all unique. So it shouldn't be one plan for all, right? We all can't be nuns and brothers and priests right right need someone to make the children 
well. That's, but, okay, that's a beautiful. I'm gonna, please send us. Somebody needs to, to make the children. Got it. Put on a t-shirt. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the idea that he sends them out two by two. Do you think there's any kind of deeper meaning there? The first buddy system? <laughs> yeah, right? What? Yeah. Do you think that's on purpose? Do you think he's trying to establish the buddy system or what? Do you feel like you've had kind of partners in your walk in ministry? I yeah I, I think he was setting the stage for what eventually would be community that, mm. that you can't be you can't be a Catholic by you can't be a Christian by yourself yeah you, you need community. Oh, did you read the quote? I, I may have. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, thought about it before though. There's a quote from Greg Boyle, who I know you're a fan of. He's mm-hmm. the um, guy, the gang guy, home, home boy home industries. Boy oh yeah yeah yeah. Really great reading if you want to read. He's just great. Um, but his quote here is that we are not supposed to do it alone. One Christian is no Christian. Only in community can we move into the world with authority. Jesus formed friendships and relationships and then a community before he sent his disciples into the world. Hmm. Uh, weirdly, I never would have guessed this, but Stephen and I have ended up traveling <laughs> this long journey together mm-hmm. never would have dreamed that we would be traveling companions and here we still are mm-hmm. so i never i i'm and i mean all all of you at this table have been my traveling companions in this ministry i never would have expected i don't know i didn't even know who you were until we got here and mm-hmm. now we're sort of in this relationship this community together and knowing you and walking with you gives helps me feel safer in this hard job, right? You all have, can you think of people, you don't have to say me, but can you think of people <laughs> who, who you've found yourself walking with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I actually had yeah. an experience of when somebody was presented to me that I think God was telling me I was supposed to do ministry with. Was actually quoting that part of scripture and literally as they said it time slowed down and there was a weird Ooh. like Oh. I was like what was that? And it would still take me two more years to figure out what it was, but yeah. That's very cool. So sometimes God's like, let's be obvious. Yes. <laughs> this one's not smart. Mm, that's a God I need. Obvious. I All think right. also people like come and go too. the journey. Like they yeah. come into your life and then leave. And it's not a bad thing, but just like they were there for that moment. It's part of the yeah. journey. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I also think like it's just nicer to do things with another person. You know, I know that multiple times. I've always been like, I just, can you just be here? Like, I know you're not doing anything, but it's just nice to have someone here doing while I do what I'm doing. Yeah. So it is nice. Scott and I, my husband, who's a minister too, in another land, we always talk about the Dumbo's feather, that there's this always a person who doesn't necessarily have to be doing anything, but just their presence there makes you feel powerful, like makes you feel like you can do it. Do you remember Dumbo's feather? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is no. that the reason why he could fly? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. But it and wasn't it, the real reason why you It wasn't like fly? a real, there weren't actually, it's, I don't want to spoil Dumbo <laughs> for anyone, but the feather obviously wasn't making him fly. It okay. was that he, he was, that he believed he could fly. I think now I've, now I'm doubting my own analogy. Anyway, point is Dumbo's feather. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but I do think there's strength in having someone walking with you that just kind of makes you feel, can make you feel safe and, yes. and comfortable. Because it's hard work doing ministry, whatever you're, even if you're called to a specific ministry, even mm-hmm. if you're perfectly gifted for one, it's always still hard work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to hear from the viewers. If you feel called to a particular ministry, this is not a trick. We're not going <clears> to <throat> put you to work if you admit to being called to <laughs> Start a Start the volunteer ministry. list. Oh, you're a musician? <laughs> <laughs> But we'd love to know if you have ever felt called to some kind of service or ministry in the church or or service in the world because of your faith and maybe what kind of baggage you had to drop in order to take up that call or maybe someone who was your companion in that journey. So let us know there. I think we should talk about the dust off feet part, right? Should I read it again for you? Yes, please. Sure. Uh, he said to them, when you, when you enter a house, stay there until you leave from there. Whoever, whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. <laughs> so. No, this doesn't make sense. No? No. It, oh my gosh, it makes such sense to me. I, I literally have left places and been like, oh. I don't even want dust from this place on me. I am leaving it all here. Yeah. But maybe again, maybe just me. Well, again, you know, going back to like the historical time of Jesus, just to put it in a little context, one of the things that they kind of believed was that the, the land from the, the dirt from the land of the Gentiles was unclean, and so they would have to when they were if they were passing through an unclean land before they entered into Israel, they would have to shake the dust off their feet ah. so for those who they would not <coughs> share the faith with or they would not think were worthy of the faith um, that was how they were treated but I th- I've always thought it was kind of it's just a way of saying much like last week with the rejection idea that there's always going to be some people who aren't going to listen to you but don't don't in a way that's another way of you know let that bag go too yeah mm. let it go let you it know, go. They obviously they're not prepared, or or maybe I wasn't prepared. Maybe I didn't speak well enough or clearly enough the message. But they didn't they didn't receive it, and so I'm going on to the next one. Mm. I, to me, this is really about forward motion, right? There's, hmm. um, if it's not working here, you have to keep going. You have to keep going because mm. you can't just sort of s- settle into a moment and just try to convince people who are not are not willing to meet you halfway right Mm -hmm. Hmm. and the the apostles are doing miracles really like they're healing people they're getting rid of unclean spirits and yet there are still places who are going to reject them even if they're doing amazing work and jesus is like okay but just keep going you have to keep going because the point is not necessarily to convert a town but to tell the good news to as many people, people. as you can, I think. Hmm. It's kind of encouraging, really. It sounds like 
you know, I mean, you know, it's kind of a curse. This an ancient sort of historic curse of, you know, shaking the dust off your feet when you leave a place and saying like, oh, you know, too bad for you. <laughs> you didn't, didn't like what I was selling, you know. Right. But it is, there's another way I think to look at it, which is more about like, keep going. Mm. And something about not letting it stick on you. Because I think we can mm. carry, like, this person in my family, this person that I work with, this person didn't hear me, didn't hear me, didn't hear me, let it go. Yeah. And how much do I know I get bogged down by that kind of... Yeah. That's not the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm, I'm, love- I'm feeling something in this moment about, like, I don't know. Jesus says, try you know, go and heal. I give you my authority. I give you the good news. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about, it says they are, they're preaching repentance and, uh, repentance. We kind of think about as like, stop being a sinner, change your life. Yeah. And it's kind of like that, right? It's kind of like that, but it's also sort of, a change your mind. Like the oh. roots of that word are really about changing your mind, like see things in a new way. And so they're preaching that they're healing. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. Right. And you can get bogged down. Yeah. Yeah. That goes back to Christine's idea of, about healing that uh, I have to change my mind about my own healing in mm. order to, in mm. order to affect it in some ways. You know? Yeah. So I can, I can change. I can be more gracious. I can be more forgiving or whatever. So, yeah. So, I love it. It's nice. It's like a nice call to ministers too. It's just like, let's move on. Yep. Just Keep going. you know, don't hold on to it. Pivot. Pivot. Yeah. <laughs> Pivot definitely. <laughs> Pivot. But also just like, don't let it bother you. You know, it's you. You're on to your next town. Mm-hmm. You know where where I will take care of you. Right. Okay. So then that makes me ask the question. This is off script, but <gasps> what's yes. what if, for example, you're you're a minister in a church, like in a place where you're going to stay and there are people who are rejecting the good news, Mm. then what? Move on to the next person. Oh, okay. You know, there's always more people in the town Mm -hmm. or city. Yeah. Pray for them. I hope. Yep. Yeah. I I would ask if anyone's experienced that, but that's, that's a trick question. We all have all (laughs) experienced that. We've all um, done amazing work in a parish. This one or others mm-hmm. tried so hard, like literally blood, sweat, and tears to bring the good news of Jesus to the people to whom we're kind of assigned mm-hmm. at a time and been rejected. And it's it's hard not to focus on the people who are rejecting what you're working so hard to do, mm-hmm. Right. It's a human thing, mm-hmm. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a great scene. I think I forget who it is, but some famous person who was given some award, and uh, everybody in the whole room stood up and applauded except one person. Yes. And yeah. And all oh. the person could think about was why didn't that guy stand up to him? Right. <laughs> yep. Like right. Four hundred people just uh, uh, saying you're the best. One person is saying you're not, and that's the one we think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's so, so human. Yeah, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But if there's if there's a takeaway from this reading for me, 
it's about being faithful to the mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily judging your success on how many people agree or like <laughs> even <laughs> what you're doing. I mean, always yeah. we're trying to appeal to people because we have something great to give them. Right. And that's not even just ministers. Like you're, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, if you feel like God has changed your life, that you naturally want to share that with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like the why is always the same. Like, why are we here? We're here to proclaim the saving message of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and there are always going to be some people who, um, yeah, don't understand it or... Uh, so, or or the other thing too is to recognize that sometimes our so that's our why, and that's always absolute. You know, that's we we never stop having this why, mm. but our how and our what I think are sometimes what people get hung up on, even mm. ourselves sometimes. Sure. I think. And so, um, so, I think sometimes people are, are rejecting the how and the what, yeah, completely forgetting the why. Yeah, and it's a sometimes it's a case of that good baggage, right? Of that like. I really loved what my high school youth group did or it really changed my life. I loved the music mm. that was being played at church when I was a kid. Why can't we do that? You know, that changed me. Mm-hmm. So it's good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and having to let go of those preferences sometime to be part of the mission of the churches. Even though it's not like, hey, come on, you're going to grad school and <laughs> becoming a, you know, making a vow of poverty. Mm-hmm. It is a request to all of us who are baptized to let go of those things and mm-hmm. keep moving forward, you yeah. know, because I think there is always something bigger and better if it's out there and it's happening and it's willed by God. I just think of how four years ago, the three of us sat around devastated about big changes that happened in the parishes that we were a part of then and couldn't imagine a future forward Mm -hmm. and you know there's jesus kind of giggling to himself being like just wait yeah just wait yeah you'll be around a kitchen table right chatting about sweating in a studio (laughs) and about the good news right yeah May I just add that in 1988, I would never have considered this for myself. (laughs) Really? Okay, now we're getting to the nitty gritty. Do you want to tell us more about that, FM? I do want to know what you thought you would be doing in 1988. Oh, yeah. That's a great question. What was the ministry supposed to be supposed to? Or the non-minister? Well, I thought that I would, you know, do a lot of the work I was doing, celebrating mass. I'd I'd be in charge of a youth group. I'd be, um, you know, probably have the whatever the pastor signed, and then I would do that. And then um, I would continue to do that for 25 years, and then I'd be named a pastor. Oh, <laughs> oh. okay. That's and not how it went. No, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not even. Uh, yeah, so. Well, I think I speak for the table when I say I'm glad it didn't turn out that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's working yeah. for us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we, okay, what happens next are we going to hear yeah so we're going to hear um from father murray he we recorded his homily um and so we'll take a time now to play that video but in the meantime while we're watching the video please send in your prayer requests uh we will pray together after uh the video and with all your prayer requests and actually all of those will be sent to our prayer team um so that we the four of us are praying for you but also an amazing great team in the background behind the green curtain is going to be praying for your intentions too. So listen to Father's homily and we'll see you on the other side. 
this morning we're on location at Salem Harbor. Salem Harbor is fascinating to me as the, as, as the whole history of the city is. It is from Salem, actually, that the first missionaries were sent out from the United States. Uh, Protestant uh, evangelists were sent out to different places in Africa and around the world to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, to those who had not heard it before. It's also a place where missionaries landed to bring the gospel message to this country long ago when the country was first being founded. This morning, the, the gospel reminds us of uh, those who were sent, that Jesus now in the, in, the, uh, in the gospel has been training and has been informing and teaching and showing uh, the power of God in his, in, his, in his capacity, in his healing and his feeding and his teaching and now has given the same spirit, the same authority to those disciples who were around him, who were following him in the time in which he walked on the earth. And when, you rec when we think about this, who was called and how, what did they do? These were just typical people from around the, the place where Jesus was born, where he grew up. They knew him and they got to know him even more profoundly as he began to teach. It reminds me that uh, all of us are called out of our out of our places to be Catholic disciples, to be people who follow Jesus Christ and share his message. God calls people from all different walks of life, from all different uh, abilities, and then sends them off, gives them his grace, builds on their nature to give them the ability to prophecy. We must always be people who, with the Spirit of God, try to bring about God's justice in the world. And so that brings us again back to the gospel, and it brings us back to St. Paul, who uh, is quite clear about the fact that he's called to be a disciple, even though he was once a murderer of Christians. If you read the early, uh, early parts of the book of Acts, in, uh, right after the Gospel of John. So in this Gospel today, we need to consider that Jesus says to each one of us also that as disciples, as my followers, those of you who know about the power of God, the grace of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, you too are sent out in your ability, with your ability to bring God's message to whoever wants to listen to it. And as I've been speaking lately and certainly have, uh, certainly have made reference to that last week in the gospel, there's always going to be the possibility that there will be some people who will reject the message. They will reject the message because they don't want to hear it or it's inconvenient or they don't believe it. That's really not something for us to be concerned about. Our concern is to be faithful to our task. If you look at the past couple of years in our parish, we've been very faithful to uh, programs that invite people to come to know Jesus Christ, come to know who God is. And we invite them, much as Jesus, when, when he sent out his disciples, we invite people where they are, and then we expect and know that we're going to have to bring them uh, more deeply into a message, more deeply into an understanding of who Jesus is for themselves and for the whole world. And so whether it's Alpha or the Beta groups or uh, How to Catholic or any of our prayer, our healing, our healing ministries, all of the things that we do as a parish are simply efforts, our efforts to be the people who go out to the whole world. And so again, like the people, the first people here in Salem who were sent out as missionaries, we too are sent out to be missionaries in foreign lands. And that foreign land, brothers and sisters, might look like, as I've said before, our kitchen tables, because we've never talked about our faith in our homes. 
as St. Francis of Assisi would say, preach the gospel everywhere. When necessary, use words. I invite you to, uh, to recognize that all of us who have been baptized into the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus are also called and sent. And God has given us everything we need. If you can speak and you know who Jesus is, you are an evangelist. And so let us too then be people who call others to Jesus Christ and perhaps change the whole world beginning here on the shores of Salem. God bless you in your efforts this week. Welcome back. We hope you loved that. We loved it. <laughs> Every word. Um, we want to hear what you thought. We want to hear about your takeaways from the gospel this week. We want to hear um, just sort of how you're applying this gospel to you. Does anyone have any grand takeaways? Have, any, have you had any epiphanies today? No? Good. Okay. So, Christine, <laughs> Christine, you teased that you had some something to share with us yes. at the end of the go. Okay. So, this is hardly new, but I guess we are back, especially after, you know, kind of the pandemic. Um, while we have been praying with people and praying for healing for people the entire pandemic, especially during the pandemic, um, there is an opportunity at our parish uh, every month and more than that, but every month on the second Tuesday of the month. So in two days from now, we will be gathered at the IC Chapel, Immaculate Conception on Hawthorne, to um, be together, to do Eucharistic Adoration, and to pray for you. And so our prayer team will be there, Father Murray and myself, as well as other members of the healing team, and we would love to pray for you and to really intercess on your behalf. And we really do sometimes get miracles. And mm. if nothing else, I think pretty much every person that comes and prays with us says that they do get a great sense of peace. And so I think mm. the biggest thing you have to risk is feeling kind of calm and maybe having a lovely night's sleep. Oh. And letting go of some of your baggage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's right. such a, it's such a great opportunity. I love the healing uh, prayer and it is it for me it lifts everything up off my shoulders when i do get prayed for so make sure you check that out that'll be tuesday at seven yes seven at i seen you can check out on our website mqoa.org slash healing for more information in english and spanish exactly right now <laughs> <laughs> and we promise probably no screaming and vomiting. Oh, oh forget it. I'm that, not going. We save that for Halloween. I'm not going. Forget <laughs> it. October. If there's no pea soup, I'm not there. <laughs> soup. All right. I'll try. Well, like Stephen said, we uh, want to pray for your intentions. But first, I want to invite you to keep coming. Keep joining us on Sunday mornings. If this is not Sunday morning when you're watching this, share this video with someone. Uh, invite someone to watch along with you on Sunday mornings. It's also out in a podcast. So if you, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, if you look for MQOA Sunday, you can you can listen to this just over and over, over. and over again <laughs> in your car, which is what I do. Uh but we want to invite you always to kind of connect with us, find our website, mqoa.org. Join us for Alpha in the fall. We'll be talking about that mm -hmm. probably all the time in the coming weeks and months. Um, reach out to us if you want prayer, if you want to go hang out and have coffee, um, you know, whatever we can do. Just connect with us. We want to hear from you. Okay? Great. Okay. Cool. Stephen, are you praying for us? Today? I am praying. Yes. Let's do it. 
All right, name father, son. <laughs> name father, son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God, uh, thank you for opportunities to come together one by one, two by two, to go and, and share the good news that has that we know personally in our lives and be able to share that with our go-to. We just pray for all those who send in their intentions. We pray for all the loved ones that we hold dear in our hearts, but we pray for opportunities to share your love every day, to find out more, to trust you more, and to love all uh, a little bit more each and every day. Amen. 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 Thanks, Stephen. I hope your elbow heals. Thanks. Thanks, Father Murray. Thanks, Christine, for being our guests. And we, we hope you have a wonderful week. Come back next week. Bye-bye.